Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast. It's your host, Griffey, here with a brief introduction before today's exciting new October Mega Marathon episode. That's right, 31 days, 31 pods. You know the deal. If you want to make sure you get all 31 episodes, guys, you got to go to patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. The best way to support the show, the only way to get our Halloween-exclusive episodes, also the best way to get the most out of the show. Our patrons get a vote on what they want to hear. Our Tales from the Crypt miniseries is back. Tales from the Griff crushing over there. Uh, You have your feature-length commentaries, all kinds of fun stuff. We put in a lot of work over there to make that awesome for those who are kind enough to support us. So again, patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Thank you, thank you for those of you who support us, especially this month. It means the world to us. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, the YouTube Film Alchemist, make sure you subscribe over there. The email, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Go ahead and hit that up. Uh, we're on all the socials. Go ahead and share and follow over there, right? We're on all the socials you're on, so find us there. Make sure you're leaving five-star ratings and reviews everywhere you find the pod. Help us defeat the algorithmic charlatans that be trying to drill our heads out. Also, if you'd be so kind this month, personally message a friend and let them know what we're doing here. Let's spread the world. Oh, the uh, the word, the word, and the world. Use the word to spread the world, old school style. Let's figure it out, guys. Uh, We appreciate it. We're trying to grow this thing as big as possible every year, especially the October Mega Marathon. So thank you in advance. Also, if you want to see some of the weird stuff that we're coming up with, personally, our own movies, go to MisfitParade.net and subscribe over there. All right. You guys are here for some horror movie madness. Today, joined by my elusive and amazing friend, Adrian Clark. Uh, So love our talks. Wonderful person, very, very smart, intimidatingly smart. Um, I love talking movies with Adrian. I love just getting to listen to how Adrian processes movies. You'll hear a common theme, that common refrain this month. I am very good at finding very interesting, insightful people to have on this show. Adrian is no exception. Make sure you look down below. We'll have Adrian's information there so that you can spot Adrian when she's online. It's like Sasquatch. Like a really insightful, funny Sasquatch. Um, you want to make sure you keep an eye out for whatever she's working on. She might come on and announce new projects. You want to make sure you're there. Adrian, as usual, picked a wonderful movie, Apostle. A very fascinating movie that I think you guys are going to enjoy. A really interesting conversation. The kind that I only get to have with Adrian. So thank Adrian for making the time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I cannot wait for you guys to hear this one without any further ado. Apostle with Adrian Clark. everyone welcome back to the show returning friend always great to catch up again in october adrian clark welcome back to the show thank you so much for having me it's another spooky season and of course i'm looking at you and that really is the beginning of the spooky season that's when you know shit's getting it's like me and charlie brown and ichabod crate like yeah these harbingers of the spooky season uh this is an exciting one for us though because you are our official scarecrow correspondent 
But yes. this year we went away from Scarecrow, question mark, or did That's... we? Oh. Or did we? We'll get to that. Uh, but would you care to give everyone who has not heard your amazing episodes uh, a brief introduction to yourself and uh, where they can find you, and then uh, go ahead and introduce the movie. Yeah. So again, I'm Adrian Clark. I'm an elusive figure on the peripheries, lurking in the shadows, <laughs> barely there, liking a few posts on what used to be Twitter, <laughs> then disappearing, posting one Instagram story a year and four story stories or whatever the opposite is right. every four years. <laughs> You'll never find me. <laughs> uh, but if you were to go looking and Google my name, it's a pretty unique name. Uh, you'll find me. I've written for various different sites and around the internet. I've worked for companies like IMDb and, um, you know, just other internet places where people talk about movies. Um, you know, by the end, I'll give a, a stronger <laughs> plug, but you're not going to find me because I'm I'm a recluse uh, digitally these days. You are living my 100% dream. But I do these projects <laughs> where everyone's like, you have to be engaged. You have to worry about your brand. And I was like, or I can just pray for the Hail Mary that people find what we're making and it's cool. And then that, mm -hmm. like the day when I am just successful enough to fucking burn every social media app off my phone, that is what mm -hmm. I'm working for. Oh, yeah. Well, so you are you living just... my dream. But minus the successful part. I mean, maybe like <laughs> life, like. Your mental I'm health is probably so much better than the rest of us. That's how my is. wife is. She just doesn't do social media. Like mm -hmm. she has like an ancient Facebook page. That is still her old college roommate's email account. Mm -hmm. And like, that's if it, she ever gets locked out of it, that's it. She's out. Like, she just uses it to like look at family pictures and then turns it off. Like, yeah. her screen time a day is like 40 minutes. Yeah. Oh, like, see, what no. What a life. Mine's yeah. not that. Oh, yeah. If you can find me on Reddit, you can't. That's where I waste my time. Oh, it's right. Just, yeah. <laughs> I've curated my Reddit down to only nice things. And if, wow, and that is to... a feat. Yeah, that is. is a feat in and of itself. Well, it speaking is. of, um, I know we're bagging on screen time, but a movie that does not make me miss the old times, you yes. chose today. Yes, I chose Apostle by Gareth yes. Edwards, if I'm remembering the director's name, who yes. just had a movie come out. Evans, excuse me. Evans, Gareth, Gareth Evans, yeah. Evans is the director, who actually just had a new movie come out, the kind of device of the creator. Um, it was an I think it's on Apple TV plus now it was in theaters at least briefly um, but well before he did that um, and by well I mean what like five years he did yeah. Apostle starring Dan Stevens mm -hmm. uh, Michael Sheen some other people but mostly those two and that is what we're talking about today for reasons that I think will become apparent yeah it's it's kind of this just like the most drab version of the wicker man like yeah. take out the the kind of aesthetics of the 70s and the fun sing-alongs and the orgies and just keep the like the mud mm -hmm. right and the repression mm -hmm. but still the delusion and uh and paranoia it's it honestly it's funny because I, I was gonna tell you before the show i thought i'd say over the show when we rewatched this today, I was like, man, this movie is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. I went back and on Letterboxd, I had given this a two out of five the first time I saw it for some reason. Like, apparently me from like five years ago hated this fucking movie. Funny. And I don't know why, because it's just right in my wheelhouse and like every element of what I like about movies, especially horror movies. 
So I don't know what that disconnect is, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been pondering mm-hmm. it all day, and I got nothing. I got nothing. I really fucking love this movie. Great. Oh, okay. I'm glad yes. you. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. This I rewatched <laughs> it. Now it's been a couple weeks, so you might have to help right. drag some things out of my memory. But um, because full disclosure, I was on a vacation, so I had to, you know. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. I had to get it in my eyeballs to make sure it was in my <laughs> eyeballs. But I watched it, and I was like, man, this movie rips. I knew I liked it the first time I saw it. I really liked it the second time. Yeah. Maybe through this conversation, though, we can draw you back to a few years younger self. Yeah. And figure out what it was. Because I think that stuff's interesting, too. Not every... Yeah. Story I'm trying to think, everybody. was this coming out around, like, the insurrection? And I was just like, you know what? I've kind of had enough of this. Like, I don't know what was happening in the world where I was just like, it did yeah. not. I would say I'll start here. I don't like okay. to start with a criticism. And I don't even think it's a criticism. I do still think even watching it today, it is very muddled to me who Dan Stevens is and what his fucking real mission is. Mm, right because he shows up and he's almost like a drunk at the start and they're mm-hmm. like look at your that guy in there and i was like is that his brother is that a lookalike like he can't do anything but read that fucking scripture on the fireplace i was like all right all right cool and then he's just like on boats and he's all shaven and shit and he's ready to go and they're mm-hmm. like well, we're sending you with ransom money to get your sister but don't spend the money but blend in and i was like but this is a shady ass little like nook right yeah. like i was like all right i feel like the mission is pretty foggy and then all of a sudden out of nowhere he just knows how to whip everyone's ass <laughs> yeah well let's see i can't remember what year is it supposed to be like 1918 or something yeah one of those like just right before the industrial revolution times 1905 okay because yeah. i was gonna say if it was like a little later i'd be like well maybe it's world war one maybe he like yeah but he would not have been because um, even in so Peking, he was there doing the classic, hey, we're just going to come force God on your culture. Right. And I love that. That is like one of the great scenes. Like I had forgotten about that. So that was really fun today where it's like, you know, we went there to tell them about the splendor of heaven and they showed us hell. Yeah. And him getting like branded and he's trying to pray and they're like pulling his arms apart right. and him just like wailing for God and God doesn't answer as they brand him and then the burning cross tips over like at the exact moment mm-hmm. i was like holy fuck but then i was like all right that yeah. looked like a war zone yeah but he was still a man of the cloth so i was like he how was. do you learn how to whip all these asses but you know i mean so i love that the way we talk around it too people are gonna be like what the hell is this and that's good yes i have no idea what we're, but you're gonna have to Apostle's watch it. one of those going in and just like yeah. letting it wash over you like a tunnel of blood uh-huh 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 great way to watch this movie tunnel of, <laughs> of bloody leaves and sticks and F- effluence is that the word yeah 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 <laughs> um you know i don't know though i mean i think i've seen martin scorsese's uh silence you know what i mean yes like, those guys also had to like rough it out no they weren't like psh, psh, psh. yeah but i mean i'm a little i'm a, I'm just a little girl i'm just a little girl but if i were bigger and in that situation i think i'd try to rough people up maybe he's just naturally good at it or maybe when he was uh proselytizing 
he uh you know ran into some scrapes and would yeah, assume some old timey boxers right uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah it reminded yeah. me of that scene in peter jackson's dead alive where the priest just starts karate kicking zombies and he's like i kick ass for the lord <laughs> i was like all right that's all you have to say just fucking hang a hat on it right like yeah here we go yeah. put a lantern on the fact that the priest knows a shitload of karate because mm-hmm. he's a but, very efficient killer and this was a time is. when everyone was probably naturally powerful you had to walk everywhere you had to work everywhere so like Mm -hmm. not anything like that it was just like he really goes liam neeson pretty hard there at the end yeah yeah (laughs) so yeah i I don't know that i ever quite fully i know he had to get his sister back Mm -hmm. right she was his light who never gave up on him Mm -hmm. i was like i feel like we could have had a more streamlined i'm going to get my sister tail sure yes but again, but, I don't know that that matters for like I think part of a movie like this is everyone just bouncing around in despair and confusion. Well, it's only 129 minutes. It's not that long, right? It's pretty it's in terms of runtime, it's not yeah. meandering. I when think When you when you see the 2 hours 9 minutes, you're like, "Oh shit." And it fucking books. It does. Yeah. It does. And I think part of why it books is cuz you can't tell where it's going because it's not it's not taken, right? It's not commuter. Yeah. It's not what's the one. You the... can't check the boxes of what he's got to go to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The gray it's where a... it's like, now he fights wolves. Right. Right? Yeah. You're like, it's, yeah, it is a mis- yeah, it's a mystery, <laughs> right? And like, it's kind of like, um, what I like about this movie a lot is kind of the opposite of what I liked about Cobweb, which we also could have talked about today. Yeah, so Jessica um, Rose did that for us uh, awesome. on the marathon this year, yeah. Awesome. Well, then listen to that episode if you haven't, everyone. But uh, but for me, Cobweb was delightful, even though I knew exactly what was going on yeah. from moment one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the kind of movie where if you watch horror movies at all, you know it's gonna you you know the idea of what's going on immediately, right? Right. Group of people. They live on an island. They're you know. blasphemers. They're a cult. They're a disease. And you're like, all right, I've heard that before. Yeah, exactly. Right. And they're all kind of weird. And they're all kind of side eyeing. And some yeah. weird stuff happens right off the bat when he's like getting on the boat to go there. You know what? You know where this is going. Can we pause here for a second? Yeah. When that dude takes the lamb out of his hands and fucking chucks it, <laughs> I had forgotten because essentially this lamb falls hard. Dan mm-hmm. Steven picks the lamb up. He's like making chit chat with this lady as they're about to die in this old timey like sea related accident. This dude mm-hmm. grabs the lamb out of his hand, fucking slides it like a shuffleboard into the darkness. And he's like, she decides we don't interfere. And I was like, yeah, that's bad. This is a red flag, like an immediate fucking red flag. How yes. hard this movie's going to go. And I yeah. had totally fucking washed that from my memory somehow. Me too. I forgot. Entirely. Just for more context for those listening, when Dan, so Dan Stevens' character, who we should start calling by his character's name, but I can't remember who his name. Yeah, same. Uh, I can't remember. I remember like the three main head guys of the colony. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll here. Let me just uh, Quinn just, uh, and Malcolm and Frank have a real like three men and a a very old baby vibe mm-hmm. going on out there. <laughs> yeah. Dan, Dan Stevens' character's name is Thomas. And Thomas, Thomas. is like, he, so people say, hey, Thomas, your sister's been kidnapped. Like, you better go get her. We figured out where she is. Here's some money. But tr- don't try to, you know, we're trying not to lose that money. Yeah, I am not the one. We want your sister back. But more importantly, we want the bag back. 
Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, we're not who's the that ones. old shady dude at the start? He's like reading yeah. the letter all remorsefully, and then he's like, "But also, yeah, don't pay him." And I was yeah, like, exactly. Right. I that know that kind not... of lessens the guilt trip, but it's <laughs> it is what it is, though, right? I mean, that's a, that's a lot of money, right? And they know yeah. they maybe they know Dan is a killing machine. Maybe they saw the guest. They and knew. They were like, "We know, yeah. we know," because we've seen the guest. He's he can so fuck good at up. this kind of a role. He is. He He's is so good at this kind of a role. He is. But yeah. so they say, go get your sister. So he gets on this boat and we're going to talk about what happens before he gets on the boat as well. I yeah. I, I want to talk about that. Um, but he gets on this boat to go to this island, probably like the Isla Sky or something like that. Mm. You know, one of those, one of those, you know where. Um, and they're on this boat. And then one of the lambs, this is like that. Yeah. lamb in case we're not you know in case that's not making sense in your ears right now because i'd be like lamb what are we talking about um it falls out as you said and yeah, yeah rather than save it they slide it and it slides across the bottom of the boat like zoop and falls out and it's terrible but it's also kind of funny because you can't possibly be prepared for that and it's just no. such a yeah. goofy thing to happen so you like yeah. laugh at, or I laugh and then I felt terrible because I was like, oh, wait, they just like <laughs> just threw that little baby animal overboard. Like, right. for, yeah, I think that's wild. the hardest part is that if they had done that to like an old person, I think you're like, well, mm -hmm. yeah, it should happen. The fact that it was like this innocent little like, right, it's clearly like this on the nose lamb to slaughter metaphor. And I was mm -hmm. like, all right, I get it. But also I was like, just the simplicity of of the times being reinforced that back then you're mm -hmm. like, those were not pets. Those were not like social media stars. Those were the food yeah. and fuck the food. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I was like, there mm -hmm. is like a starkness. Cause as he's walking over the hill, right. And they start seeing the village and they're kind of looking at everyone for disease and in their mouths, but their mm -hmm. hands are unwashed. I was like, I think we just forget like the base level of terrifying that that would be every moment of every day. Yeah, and I, I think it's because this is the thing. I think the movie does two things exceptionally well, right? Which is it sets this base level of kind of interpersonal traumas, right? That like everything in this life in this world is really fucking hard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, occasionally they'll float us like, look, and a, a bit of optimism smash. Mm -hmm. It's also really good. This movie, one of the things I think it I did not appreciate enough, but loved this time was how they just very nonchalantly say there is a an actual physical embodiment of this supernatural or without the outside of the norms force and mm -hmm. how they built the mythology of this town and world and it it just wasn't a big deal it was just a fact of life mm -hmm. i think is such a harder trick to pull off than this movie yeah. makes it Right. Yeah. A lot of movies spend so much time trying to really tell you everything so you fully believe in what this thing is. Mm -hmm. This movie's just like you came to our island. Right? Yeah. The characters all know exactly why they're doing shit and how they live. And we, like Dan Stevens, just have to like, all right, I guess this is how we fucking roll now. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's really profound. You might have just taught me in this moment how to write a mystery. Right. Like that, that is a, a story type of a book type I've never been interested in because mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, it seems so hard, but that's exactly right. Is you don't start from the person solving it. You mm -hmm. start from building the world where the 
the terrible thing occurred and yeah. you start from why it makes perfect sense that that terrible thing occurred then yeah. once all that's established then you can bring someone in and look at it objectively and go okay well if you didn't know all that stuff that i've mm. already made up what would you do yeah i think it, i think it's very clever right because mm-hmm. i think there, there's a lot of movies that deal with cults this kind of lovecraftian underbelly these you know dark seedy rituals and what always loses me is they have you tied up in like the chapel and it's like <laughs> here's my monologue about why dagon is the only god it's like what right. like those people don't waste their time profess it professing that to you mm-hmm. you are a fucking outsider you're an outlander like children of the core and like you just gotta be dealt with in this movie just effort because it, it's a movie that you know, like, for example, The Witch, right? They kind of use The Witch as, like, a bookend of the tale. Mm-hmm. Most of that story just plays as a, a family, like, losing their minds and going psychotic. Right. Right? And then they hit us with these big images of, of supernatural flights of fancy, right? Just to mm-hmm. kind of give us a taste here and there. This is the same. Like, this movie mostly is just a tight, like, I got to find my sister. I'm out ramboing around at night. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to that fucking shot in the blood tunnel, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, now we're really doing like, oh. And they never, yeah. they never stop. Mm-mm. They never stop and are just like, hey, now we're going to clue you in on what's happening. And yeah. I, I think it's so deftly managed. Yeah, and it's very absolutely. refreshing. That's not how movies do this today. No, now it's like a million notes, and everything's explained, and everything. You know, the, a lot of writers are told to um, to establish things, and and I agree. Right? Is a uh, Chekhov's gun? Right? That's what I'm talking yes. about. Uh, yes. For anyone who doesn't know, it's Chekhov's gun. Is if a gun appears in the first act, it has to go off by the third. Right? So you're setting things up, and that is absolutely like one of the most important rules of writing i think is to establish 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 but i do think that we have gotten to a point where everybody has read save the cat and you know the here with a thousand faces and they blah, check blah, in blah, on blah, the blacklist and yeah yeah to the point where like i can't show a movie to people because i can i can kind of forgive that stuff but you can't show this a movie to people without them getting where it's going because a lot of times i think people are afraid to just let something be a surprise Mm -hmm. and this movie what it does so well is i would argue that you can that some people can watch this and not know that there's going to be a supernatural element there's a couple weird things going on Mm -hmm. like some jars full of fluid at night but that's not that's not necessarily going to be supernatural if you took horror off of the the genre of this movie and just said it was a drama or a thriller i don't think people would think that it was going to have a supernatural element and that is what makes it so strong i think because you can't again you can't predict it like what how does this all fit together i love right and and it is this like you know yeah they're just bleeding their hands on the floor and like weird shit like that and you're like all right they're in a offshoot religious sect right like there's a goddess on this this island and she speaks through my tongue you're like yeah all right okay Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i you know i've like but i i love the way because i feel like that's how the great mysteries within our personal lives happen Mm -hmm. where you're just humming along thinking you're doing one thing and then oh fuck 
And I was like, I don't know why right. a god would be different. Like, they're not going to part the heavens and come down in full majesty. Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I think it's perfectly reasonable to just bump into something that just shatters your reality. Mm-hmm. But also, in, and I think it's important, too, the setting of this movie. Mm-hmm. Where it's, this is a time where every day they're butting up against some fucking life-altering calamity. Right. And Thomas particularly has seen such a dark underbelly. Mm-hmm. Why would this witch fucking rock him to his core? Yeah. He's seen evil in many faces, right? Yeah. And I I think that it's – because, again, I think to your point, right, it's it's kind Mm -hmm. of the thing. Like, the Blacklist used to be this, all the best unproduced screenplays that assistants around town had read, and we should honor these. Mm -hmm. Now it's become a genre onto itself. It's like overly clever writing to – people who are very tuned into screenwriting rather than just mm-hmm. writing a movie. Right. And it is, you, yeah. you watch all these saves the cat kind of horror movies. And you're like, all right, it's a slasher. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. Here's mm-hmm. the final girls like journey. She's over going to come. This is the flashback she's going to have. And there, there is just something it, this movie in a way feels very seventies to me mm-hmm. where it's not worried about, Oh, this is a horror movie. So we got to check in with that earlier. It just lets us go on an organic journey of discovery. Yeah. And I don't know why that didn't like blow my socks off the first time I saw it. (laughs) Because to your point, it is almost impossible to watch anything Mm -hmm. and not be watching it simply as a, are they meeting me on the checkpoints I know we're already going to. Right. And are those checkpoints satisfactory to my experience? It's so fucking rare to just be lost in an experience. Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like, well, we, let's not get off topic, but I I have not seen his newest movie, The Creator, yet. Uh, it had some really mixed reviews and people were saying things like, oh, this was, was familiar to me or this felt too much, whatever it might be. But I'm 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 really curious because my, at least my experience with this movie is so yeah. positive and it's because he's not trying to just do what people right. expect that I wonder yeah. if there's an element of that, but I don't know. I'll have well, to Well, it's it a out. double edge. If you leave too many questions, people, your American audience are like, I don't get it. Right. This yes. is bullshit. And then if you give it to us, like how we're used to it, oh, it's derivative. It's like, yep. That That's yep. a fucking tough, tough uh, needle to thread. Usually <laughs> people shouldn't be mad if they don't get it. Cause then it, that allows thousands of content creators to make their little, yeah. And explained nonsense. I mean, we have a lot of episodes where it's like people will just send us a thing like, I know you guys are going to talk about this because yeah. we can just bullshit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. those are the most fun and easy episodes. Like, what do you think this was? Well, I don't know. Let's talk about it. I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people forget that that's like part of art is is your yeah. interpretation of it and, and you figuring out, you know, these things yeah. that don't spell things out to you. It's like. You know, back in the day, all you had was books and paintings, and the yeah. painting in, doesn't have words. You had to figure out what it meant right. for you. Well, um, that's why I love books more than audio books, is because I'm participating so much more in the creation of the image. Yeah, and movies totally. just they hit you with all of the you know the text, the image, the music. It's hard to feel as if you're participating in the journey with film, Mm -hmm. like other art, right? Mm -hmm. Like in music, I think we all personalize music very much to ourselves and it becomes the soundtrack of our day-to-day stories. Sure. Movies are so fascinating because they can be so overwhelming, right? The potent mix of all of the tools Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like there are moments I think that movies can deliver that other mediums just can't match, right? I'd say music is probably yeah. number one as far mm-hmm. as like that emotional appeal. The problem with the movie is is that there's so much authorship, mm-hmm. it's hard to leave room for us to get in there sometimes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And some of, like something like Tarantino. I love Tarantino like everyone else, but some of his are so overly crafted at times. Mm-hmm. I can't get out of the headspace that I'm just enjoying him putting on a show for me, like the Harlem Globetrotters or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not uh-huh. involved in the drama of a real, like, NBA game seven. I'm watching this really produced thing. And I think this movie, because it, it has those trappings of it's a movie that feels like it's going to go off the rails all the time. Yeah. Like, there was at <laughs> least four or five scenes where I was like, this is it. The movie's. You know, like, for instance, when uh, uh, Quinn just fucking is maybe too into his daughter and you're like, oh, why are they adding this? Mm -hmm. Okay, religious rebellion. I was like, this is where it's going to break bad. And it doesn't. It just kind of is another thing that adds to the palette and doesn't distract from the painting. Yes. Good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. I, I, oh God, I was trying to minimize the tab. You can just keep all this in. This is gold right here. Um, and I just like closed everything. So let me see. See, we're adding again. to yeah. our personal character palettes now. Mm hmm. Exactly. You can see us be, bef- you can listen to us be befuddled by technology. Ex- exactly. It's fine. It, it just helps things. It's that is good. how I live um, my normal life, honestly. Just like bumbling around. I just um, do stuff and then like people find out how I do stuff and they're like, what? And I'm like, dude, I'm not a technology. Like I just get the job done. I don't stop and learn all the proper shit. It happens. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's that's like what we do. If you're under like 55 at this point is yeah. like you can hand me the instructions, but I'm just going to see if I'm going to see if the UX designers did it good enough that I can figure it out without. That's right. And if I get really stuck, I'll look up a YouTube video. That yeah, is or just my or scream, scream forever. Um, okay, let's get back to it though. Absolutely, yeah. everything you said. Um, yes, it, you. That's a part of the unpredictableness of it. But again, it goes back to what you said so profoundly: is that what is done so well, and we can we should get into more specifics for for the fans out there. Yeah. But that the world of the island mm-hmm. is complete. The the yeah. characters and this is uh, the actors do an incredible job and we'll talk about a lot of them here in a minute but bef- way before the actors were cast the characters and who they are what they want why they need it why they need it now what they're fighting for all there on the page very clearly mm-hmm. shown in these scenes right we're like yeah this uh, character quinn that we'll talk about more he has a daughter that is on her own path um, and he's very traditional to this island lifestyle. Um, Did you and- get a, a, an extra nefarious vibe from the way he was watching over his daughter? Oh, yeah. But like I but here well, we'll get into that, too. The whole thing is a metaphor for shit you see in the real world all the time. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the, even an apostle, there's like multiple apostles, apostles in this. The guy we're talking oh, about yeah, now is not one of is not one false, but, you know, yeah, very yeah. false. <laughs> but you know, I was raised in a religious household, nothing like that, nothing at Same. all like that. But um, yeah, it's all like I don't blame my parents for being religious. That's how they were raised. They think they're doing the right thing. They think that their God will punish them if they don't 
you know, keep their family online, teach their kids the right way to be, but ultimately abstracting that out and taking that religion away, which, you know, everybody has a different religion, really. Even every individual interprets yeah. religion themselves yeah. in their own way. It's really creepy. Like, look at these things that happen in, in reality right now. Purity balls. Thank God I didn't have to do anything like that. What the hell did you just say? What words did you just put together? Purity balls? Do you not know what that is? You're thinking balls like testicles. But yeah, see, I, mean, I feel like, like my mind yeah. went a different And then yeah. I was thinking of uh, those things you put in your shoes to take the, se- the scent out. <laughs> it should be that. So I did never had to do anything like this because I was raised Catholic. And Catholics, like, you know, it's been the same stuff for like thousands of right. years. But, They've but, had a lot of time to fucking stream. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I never had to do any of this, like christian like you know whatever whatever it might be uh protestant whatever i I didn't do any of that but i am very aware that there is this concept in various christian cultures where you give your daughter a purity ring and you take her to a ball like a dancing ball a purity ball that you go with your dad to which I, you know, at normal schools, you might call that a father-daughter dance, and that's cute. But when it's it's a cover-up, when it's entirely, <laughs> but when it's entirely based in you not having sex and dancing with your dad, like oh, objectively, yeah. that is creepy. And for me, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to judge anyone, but objectively, if you take the religion out of it, you take the culture away, and you just say. Hey, this group yeah. of people, they want to talk a lot about their daughter having sex someday, but not now. And they want to discuss it a lot and right. then they want to dance about it and they want to hold their developing daughters and dance around and be the husband until a husband comes along. And it just doesn't oh, read right to me. The way you're selling it is really gross. Yeah, but it well, is, it's, it's be, also kind it, of like it's under this guise of like religious wisdom, right? Exactly. But and, your daughter's body is ramping up the exact way that air quotes God biologically designed it to do. Right. And so and, like maybe yeah. it's exactly how it's supposed to be that teenagers are feeling things and Right. Yeah. Yeesh. And I mean it's just it's just a very weird to me again, I'll say for me, because yeah. I, I you know, I don't want to we're all different. I'm sure I do things My wife's all day religious. long. I'm like the most yeah. anti-religion and she's super religious. It's yeah, do your own thing. Just don't weaponize it against other people. That's exactly. what this movie's reminding us. Exactly. <laughs> but so all of that to say this character, Quinn, that we're talking about, what I think what we're really talking about um, is this, ca- this character's daughter is, has a flirtation. She's basically dating this boy, her own age. Um, and sleeping with him, which is, you know, highly dangerous on a lot of levels at that time, at that age, yeah. on this island. So there is an They're element. They're like in a boat in what we've seen are very yeah. not nice seas. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, um, they are really in love. They're hurt, leaping a lot of obstacles to get yeah, to well, each other. Teenagers, they'll do whatever. Yeah. But and, and there is a twist in here as well. But but from what you learn as you watch is they're doing this young love thing. It's very normal. It's very natural. Um, and dad, Quinn. You could argue it's the only good thing we see in the whole fucking movie. Right. Yeah, you could. Um, but you are led to believe as the re- as the viewer that dad is not okay with that, or he wouldn't be okay with it if he knew, but they're sneaking around behind his back. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, we cut to him peeking in on her in 
the, the outhouse. The outhouse, yeah. They weren't porta potties back then. That was just the potty. Yeah. And yeah, so it's an outhouse. There is a revelation at the very end of this relationship um, that allows some justification to the father's actions, if you'll remember, um, or at least for him. You know, as the viewer, you get to decide whether what he says justifies what he's done. But that is the kind of um, the kind of religious relationship between father and daughter that that brought to mind, right? This like purity ball thing, this yeah. um, the like, arranged wow. marriages. Uh, you know, you could, you could whatever it might be. Um, it's that's the association I made. Well, now I'm thinking there's an exact moment where they talk about something is bothering her, right? Because I think it's the the red haired girl is explaining to Dan Stevens uh-huh. that there is this goddess at Israel, and because now he's seen it, and she's kind of like, "This mm-hmm. is how we believe," and he's like, "Maybe something's bothering her." They cut right. to her telling the young kid, "Hey, I'm pregnant." Him being like, "We should go live on the mainland," and he's all fucking excited for the little thing he's carved her, mm-hmm. and I think that's an intentional kind of obvious misdirect of the movie. I don't think the movie in that moment is telling us that that's what's bothering them. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it's one of those to keep people a little off guard and see how much you're paying attention. If you sink into the, well, yeah, premarital sex, that's it. And then you're like, wait, mm-hmm. what? Like, this right. is this is the blossom amongst the rot, right? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. I, again, I just, I think they make these really good, subtle choices mm-hmm. that let us kind of drift in and out of how we're, I think sometimes in movies like this, I don't know if you agree, mm-hmm. but the introduction of magical thinking, right? The introduction mm-hmm. of the witch or whatever gives the audience and the storytellers permission to not do the work of storytelling, right? You can mm-hmm. make dumber leaps of logic mm-hmm. and we as the audience go, well, you know, it's magic. And I feel like uh-huh. this one is is really specific on where it wants us to fucking aim our focus Mm-hmm. And I, I do love that because I, I think their relationship, I mean, that's one of the more gut-wrenching sections of the movie. Right. Well, and we're literally just watching these. I mean, they're the lambs. They're just getting fucking slaughtered. And yeah. they're not letting her decide. It's, it's you know, the dad and the, the fucking elders mm-hmm. of the town mm-hmm. taking control and deciding for them and crushing them. Right. So the hypocrisy, not the worst thing that we see, obviously. Right. But it's this very just nice reinforcement of and then we go back out into this lived in world. We're like, well, this is fucking all horseshit. Like we just watch mm-hmm. this beautiful young relationship get ripped asunder. Right. Right. Well, you bring up a good point about magic and how that can sometimes allow storytellers to be lazy and be like the opposite of what we were saying before. Right. Or before we were saying you don't have to over explain everything, but you do have to have internal logic to your story. There might be no right. gravity in your world. That's fine. But you have to how people propel themselves through space. Yeah. Has to All have the characters logic, have right? to have lived their whole lives without gravity and have adjusted. Right. Exactly. Yes. But what I why I think this one doesn't fall prey to that, aside from the fact that Gareth does an excellent he's an excellent writer, um, is that the I'm going to try to say this without spoilers, is that the 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 magic central to this plot um how it works or how it doesn't work why it works yeah. and why it doesn't work when it works and when it doesn't work is the point of the story right so 
you can't ever wave it away because that's actually literally what everyone's struggling with. It's it is the it is the um it is the major threat. Right. So you never you can't lose sight of that because that that the, the way the magic works or doesn't is the point. So that's yeah. actually a really nice gift he gave himself. As a I will probably spoil that later because it's such a cool okay. image that we had to talk about. Okay, but well we'll spo- we'll get to spoil. You have yeah. some time now. You have some time to pause the show. Um, I do have a question. I I because I hearing you talk about this, it does strike me how little we dig into not just the world but also the characters right yeah mm-hmm. i feel like the townspeople and even thomas like he's our point of view so we get a little bit more with thomas right maybe a little bit more with the young lovers right mm-hmm. do we really know anything about frank or quinn or malcolm or anyone else in this town it's actually kind of incredible how lived in it is mm-hmm without spending any of the time with people who mostly live there? Like, what did you make? Like, how did they pull that off? That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is, there's a lot of people and they all have a very important role to play. You spend most of your time with Thomas, Mm. who is kind of a cipher in a good way. Yeah. Right. He, he has more personalities to go along, but really he's there for you to look through his eyes and you to be him. Right. To feel Mm. like you're doing this. He's kind of neutral in a lot of ways. Right. Um, but that's what's so great is everybody's got a role to play rather than they are playing a role. Malcolm right. is the charismatic leader. He's pretty gentle, in fact, you know. Yeah. Uh he's got a mission, and I don't think he, I don't think he thinks of himself as a bad guy. Um, but he's made a lot of compromises and uh and now they're in a, between a rock and a hard place and they don't want to go back so they have to start making some sacrifices that's kind of it like if i were going to direct yeah. someone to act that role that's it now just play that through every line you have and so ever nobody really yeah. has lines that aren't moving the script forward continuously yeah but they're obviously very clear on their their central motivation I mean, Michael Sheen fucking crushes this movie. He's like, because it is. It's this guy who probably was not like you'd imagine if you're fleeing the motherland to go to this undeveloped island with toxic soil. We learn later they can just grow despite toxic soil. If you're leaving to go there and you crash on your way and you're like these three buddies and magically you're like, she chose my tongue. Mm hmm. There must be a desperation to not lose that, right? To go back to the world where you are unheard and unseen. Mm-hmm. And so it is this, there is this really deep well with which we can empathize with his plight, even though mm-hmm. he is kind of a bad guy, right? Like what they're doing in that barn is hideous. They've definitely yep. kidnapped Thomas's sister because they need money because they can't get enough crops and livestock. Yep. Um, because he's the one who feels like you just you see the steps in how just those little baby steps here and there and you mm-hmm. look up and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm not in heaven. I've, I've marched straight to hell. Right. I'm snapping into my microphone. Hell yeah, yeah. exactly. Like exactly. you just you just kind of caved here and there. You bought into your own your own hype. Mm-hmm. Oh, things are really fucked up now. Yeah, because I think Quinn is like the the overbearing evil father that I want to take control of 
everything. Finding out later that he's the one who captured it. And he's like, I found out mm-hmm. about the relationship. Mm-hmm. And forced us to, you know, take control of its body and abuse. You're like, all right. Mm-hmm. Pretty spot on for you. Frank's yeah. just this guy who, like, keeps bringing people there. But he's watching this kid that he's bonded with, like, getting mixed up in things that are beyond. Like, when he sees mm-hmm. the kid open the trunk with the girl and he has to make, like, an excuse why they're doing it. And right. you see the wool fall from his eyes, right? Yeah. Like, that great line where Malcolm's like, this is our paradise. Because to Malcolm, it probably is. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, man, this is our hell. Like, we have a god chained up in a barn. And, like, we're starving. <laughs> like, this is hell. Yeah. You're pulling already rotten babies out of, like, the mom sheep. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not heaven, my man. Because right. yeah. he's not the the leader, right? So he his stakes are much lower, right? Right. And I think it is, it, it's simplistic, but not to a fault. Yeah, yeah. It's just tight. There's just nothing. Yeah. There's every bit of fat is trimmed away. And and a lot of these actors are, are you know, Michael Sheen's a great example. These are these are classically trained actors. They know, yeah. they know how to act on the line, right? If you ever studied Shakespeare or ever performed in Shakespeare, uh, you know, those plays are really long, even when they're cut down for for a modern audience and you will always be told when you're when you're working on that act on the line don't which means for those listening who don't know you don't take a pause in between so i wouldn't say they're such good actors i love them so much you'd have to to go right into that they're such good actors i love Uh, them so much you have to find a way to put the emotion yeah. And tell the story through the lines on the page, no yeah. breaks, right? And this Every is not the same. first acting class teacher. Yeah, hates the fucking dramatic pause. Right, and and I, film is a little different, right? There there's space for that because it's going to be edited together to, you know, these moving pictures are going to be cut together to tell a story. However, that same principle is clearly at play in these scenes. There's 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 no time where we all sit back and go, let me tell you about why I left england right it is internalized to the actors and they are telling you through the choices they make and the lines they do have to say like i think this is where we get into interpretation i think it's pretty clear whatever their vibe was in england um i do think they were overlooked but i also think they were cast out they were disliked for some opinion they had they were pariahs you know that to me is the motivation right yeah exactly the motivation isn't just I don't want to go back to being nothing. It's I can't see those people again. They think I'm evil. They think I'm crazy. Like they, you know, and if I come back now, I'm reinforcing their narrative about me. Mm -hmm. Like you see Quinn desperately wants control. You see Malcolm desperately wants to like, it seems like he thinks he's really going to be able to help all these people find a better place. You know, again, I think Frank's just like, dude, I gotta get the kid out of here. My friend, it's like that. If you're ever out with like those, like we all have those friends. You're like, that's the night you have to like tell your wife, like, Hey man, if you get a call from like an unknown number, like answer it, I'll be, I'll be in trouble. I'm going out with those friends. And Frank's just like at the end of one of those nights. And he's like, dude, I got to get the fuck out of here now. Yeah. (laughs) And he was right. Um, But it is, I love that expression, the act on the line. I have not heard that since I was in acting class in college. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it is something I think we forget about because we were talking about this too because we've been making a lot of short films lately. Cool. And I was like, one of the hardest things because my buddy directs, right? And I, I used to act. I do a little bit here and there. Mostly I write now. 
-hmm. but we're auditioning a lot of people. And it's really funny to me, people who didn't act, what they think is really good and bad about auditions, right? Right, yeah. And I was like, I think one of the biggest tells, like of a really brave performer that we can probably get a lot of good work out out Mm -hmm. of, right, is that they have the confidence to just perform what's there. I think a Mm -hmm. lot of times you see actors get scared and, you know, I don't know how much you've auditioned. It's fucking horrible, right? Like when I first got to L.A. and it's like you go to a room and it's like, oh, a bunch of like not in shape bearded guys. Great. Like just throw a dart. Like what's the difference? (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, I I had the same. I want to be the funny sidekick on whatever. Right. Times 100. And it is it's you you start getting in the way of like, I'm going to act the fuck out of this. Mm -hmm. And it's so not the point of the exercise usually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are those guys that, like, they know when their scene comes and that's when they act the shit out of it. Right. And it is. a This is a great and, may, and maybe it is that classical training eking through. But mm-hmm. the amount that of information we glean, mm-hmm. it is this kind of perfect melding of script and, you know, kind of visual context and then what they're giving us. I think that's right. a great point. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And they're not, yeah, I should say, they're not acting the backstory, but it, they know it. Yeah. So they know it's at stake. And really, that's it, they right? Feel like, it's exactly really, yeah, these authentic characters. And it's the, like I was talking to my buddy the other night. I was like, it's even hard when the, you know, someone's like, hey, we need an over the shoulder two shot. And you're like, all right, but I slide into the shot this way, which is not how humans act. And you start sitting there and you're like, we're just talking. And you're like, but what do I do with my hands when I talk in real life? What would mm-hmm. this guy do with their hands in real life? What can the right. camera see with only this one hand? And it's like mm-hmm. all these things that add this artifice to what mm-hmm. you're doing. And it's the hardest thing. It's that Sam Shepard thing, right? Yeah. Know your lines, show up, look the other actor in the eye and read the lines. Like to that's him, it. that that was acting, right? Acting and reacting. That's it. Don't fucking come in with all this like overhype, whatever. Right. And again, Clearly, I am not a successful enough actor to diagnose which of these ways is good enough. Uh, what I do know is the acting this movie fucking really got me. Yeah. They're all the same thing, right? They are all the same thing, actually. Yeah. It is. Sorry, you were going to say it's, something. No, it's hard. Even, you know, writing or direct. It's hard not to want to, like, really flex your skills. Mm-hmm. And really just, like, I'm going to fucking show them, like, I can do this shot and this. It's hard to just have real confidence. Mm-hmm in the combined efforts of all the artists and just let a story be like something that I had totally forgot the fucking motif of the score of this movie is Mm. fucking breathtaking. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they know exactly when to keep it so fucking low as to almost not exist. And in those moments when Dan Stevens is alone processing all the wild shit he's seeing and it's like, it's like this fucking, you know, fury road, but with an old untuned fiddle. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he like wakes up the next day. It's like, it just fucking drops out. And it's these Mm -hmm. beautiful fucking punctuations. Yeah. But even as manic as it gets, it's only reinforcing and not distracting. Exactly. And that to me has been a a pet peeve recently. Again, personal taste incoming. Yeah. Incoming personal taste. (laughs) But. I am so tired of these movies. Uh, Dune's a good example. Was that Hans Zimmer? I think it was Hans Zimmer. Ooh, maybe, yeah. 
you know, obviously he's an incredible artist and who mm -hmm. am I to say anything? But it's not yeah. for me because you watch these movies and it's just going like this. Wah, wah, ee, wah. It is Hans Zimmer. Constantly, constantly, without stop, without change, with relentlessly for three hours. And I love a atonal mess as much as the next person. Yeah. But if it never stops, it stops meaning anything to me. And that's what's yeah. so different. What you're just saying there yeah. about Apostle is what to me makes it so great is it knows when to shut up. It knows when to yeah. get out of the way and just let the story be told and when it can enhance the story where mm. it can, where it can further add internal monologue because that's how i right. think of, of the best scores is it, you know when you read a book you can know what's in, happening inside the character's head first person third person yeah. doesn't matter you can know because the author can tell you yeah you can't really do that in movies unless you do voiceover or they talk that's to like the only bit of authorship we get mm -hmm. is joining that but see like it, it it was such a good score that there were moments i forgot i was like this dude's in withdrawal yeah. Like we see him at the start of the movie, he's a shaggy fucking uncleaned mess. Mm -hmm. And after what he saw, like who knows back if it was laudanum back then or fucking yeah. opioid or whatever the fuck, right? He's just an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And he gets cleaned up and I was like, oh, there's several times they've showed him like physically struggling. Mm -hmm. And as the movie goes on and he's dealing with more and more shit and he probably really wants a fix and the score is just fucking grading his mind. Yeah. So he can't even think clear. I was like, oh, fuck. They just reminded me mm -hmm. that this is a guy who probably has extra struggles going on and right. that he's fighting that fucking demon as well. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fucking God, like, that's just brilliant work. Yeah. Like, it's something it I is. wouldn't have remembered because mm -hmm. when Dan Stephen cleans up, he's just very handsome yes. and his teeth are insanely white for this era. Right. Yeah, and you're crazy. like, but you add in that, oh, this is a, a front. And, you know, he's trying to look really put together. All right. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, it just, the choice is just all kind. Like, here's a great choice the movie makes. It's just fucking bizarre. What is that thing in the barn? Not the the god. Who's that dude who just wears, like, the fucking crafts basket on his head? <laughs> yeah, I know. He's is like, that a job? Yeah. Do you get picked for that? Do they're just like, <laughs> you're the tallest, skinniest guy. How is he still so strong? Like, we don't yeah. have to know anything. We're just like, he no. guards the barn. And you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and we don't get to know much about him because he's scary, right? Like yeah. the character also doesn't want to get too close to him. Unfortunately, he does. Unfortunately, but he does. All you got to know, like how crazy bad would it be if he was like, who are you? Who are you? Yeah. Him in and then it's and like, head. I'm the teenage dad. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah come on no, no no but that's what i mean someone's job in that town if we're to assume i assume that's a townsperson mm. who gets selected like i was like do they have like an old-timey boxing tournament one day do they have like mm -hmm. feats of strength like in the 300 and then the winner becomes barn guy mm -hmm. and is that a prestigious job in this community probably mm -hmm. right like you're protecting the thing that brings it and I was like, just that little thing, it lets your fucking mind expand yeah. so far in. And again, it's it reminded me of uh, that movie Silent Hill, right? Which, mixed reviews. I think it's a really fun video game movie. Yeah. Because take out the video game, it's just fucking really cool imagery. Yeah. That pyramid head thing with the gigantic fucking sword, you're like, well, that seems like the least fucking economical design of like a fucking mass murderer. 
Like, yes. how many times do you go to swing your sword and hit the back of the fucking pyramid? <laughs> like, that doesn't seem... But then you just see it and you're like, yeah, I want more of that. And yeah. it lets me know that this is a world without the fucking constraints of my world, right? Mm-hmm. That shit just is wild here all the time. And that mm-hmm. just just adding that guy, I was like, yeah. Uh, the scene that everyone remembers this movie for, clearly, is when the young lover without trial is unceremoniously uh, punished, right? He's cleansed on the heathen table or whatever they had called it. Mm-hmm. And just that, like, people just watch that and they're like, yeah, that's how it goes. We don't have to ask yeah. questions. Even in that moment of just extreme kind of schlock and gore for our pleasure, mm-hmm. which is fucking, like, that scene is wild. Even the scene where, like, they have the camera looking at the sky and it, like, goes unfocused and a little red yes. bleeds in. Yes. What a fucking choice. Yes. But just even the the idea and construction of that, it leading to them challenging Malcolm, you're like, just in that moment, think about all we just gleaned about this culture. Mm-hmm. Things that we kind of thought, but now we're like getting real fucking concrete reinforcements. Right. And no one's like, what's that? And he's like, it's this thing that our forefather, you know, he'll he's kind of saying in passing, like, this is how we handle shit here. Mm-hmm. But not in a soliloquy. No. And, like, why did those two dudes, the other, who are the other two dudes that went and got the fucking, like, black Klansman outfit? Right. And you're like, yeah, that's what just that another mean? thing. That's just another job, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, do they farm or do they just get so much better? Like, it's just this constant, like, again, and I think that's why Thomas, as a cipher, is a great point. Because we're watching it, like, like imagine being a guy who lives in, like, just the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Who, like, you know. You've never seen any shit. You barely know anything back then. Like, you've seen some bad stuff, but, it, like, you know. Right. Smaller world back then. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And you're just seeing this all for the first time. You're just like, what? What? Like, every corner you turn, you're like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. And I think the movie just fucking, it's, it's so brilliant that they just let us sit and flounder like that. Yeah. And... And it still all has internal logic, and it's not so all out of left field that you, you can't follow it. Like like you said, the like weird pointy hat, kind of KKK looking mm-hmm. men. Um, you know, you see that, and you immediately go, "Well, it's probably not supposed to be like a, a clan reference. We're in the wrong. Um, we're in the wrong yeah. country for that." Uh, Maybe you know, that's sure something that the clan took from right. and built upon, right? Sure. We, they you know, were, you, you, you know, executioner. It looks more like old timey executioners, like guys who right. ran the gallows and shit. Exactly. Right. You might not know. You might you look at it and you go, I don't know what that is. Here are my associations with that shape. Yeah, they're but not good. They're, they're not, not good. good. <laughs> Bad shape. But but, but you I'm guessing still, that's not the school teacher. <laughs> right. But you well, still you still just like Thomas, you know, just from the mere shape of it, the vibes it gives off, like, okay, that's not good. Yeah. That's not good. Um, and it, Even and this, they, why know. did Malcolm already have his pastor outfit ready? Yeah, like, maybe. Oh, this motherfucker's been planning. Mm-hmm. This dude's been planning it. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's just, I do I do really just, like, I love this movie. I feel like I'm really, like, swooning yeah. over shit, and people are like, yeah, that's how movies are made. And I'm like, right, but this one's made exceptionally well, man. Yeah, I just, this I one's really better. like that. This I, one's better. I, 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 I was really impressed. Like, just, you know, we're not shocked when the guy turns on Malcolm. It just, it all feels very organic, right? Like, something like yeah. we didn't have to see Frank get killed. He just stumbles out of the barn. Burn it mm-hmm. down. 
Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, all right. I already know what's going to happen in there. Like Malcolm gets shot. Like, of course, Malcolm's coming back in. All right. Mm-hmm. Like, this all feels right. Even a moment, like, here's a moment. <laughs> the hyper grotesquerie of Quinn's death. Yeah. Right? That he's just stabbing Thomas and Thomas is stabbing him. And then they wrap the fucking chain around him. And as they drag, Thomas is like, <laughs> and just mm-hmm. guts him. I was like, what yeah. a fucking wild ass thing to add into this movie. Mm-hmm. But it feels like inevitable and not it like feels... it's not inevitable in fate. Type yes. Of way. But in that moment where it's like, yeah, I guess I guess that's just like how it, right. it feels organic. It's, it's a it very like staged piece, obviously. Uh-huh. But it also looks like people who just don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. look cool. It looks no. really workmanlike. And I was like, I yeah. just fucking like, I just love what they're doing. And also you're like, mm-hmm. it's also one of those cinematic moments where like, he's got to get it like that. It's yeah. got to be horrendous, mm-hmm. but it still has to look like we're in this world as things are starting to kind of blow up and we're getting into a little visual effects. Right. I just, I, again, I, th- I think the watching this world they built so meticulously coming down was very satisfying. Yeah. I have to ask you, we get to this point, and again, this is a valley where they're all free men. That's what they're selling at the start, and then everyone's right. doing this shit. Neither here nor there. I had to kind of wrap, we'll wrap this up. I really want to get into your head about our god, right? This mm-hmm. goddess mm-hmm. seemingly tangled in roots. However, yeah. it manifested. There's a little bit at the end maybe about how that happened. Mm-hmm. Um fed blood from animals that got bounty then fed from just malcolm no bounty Mm -hmm. why does this god show itself to thomas Mm -hmm. because it shows originally as like a specter right right but then you see it's kind of like coming to him not coming at him right why thomas why burn it down Mm -hmm. i mean I don't know. I, you know, from a plot perspective, just like obviously he has to start to get hints that there's some sort of, you know, bigger mystery, capital M, like, yeah, beatific mystery. But I think, I mean, I think the reason why, well, first, can I ask you a question back? Yeah. First, why do you think she stopped giving bounty? See, okay, now this is something that I was kind of lost on myself. Because I was like, because she's getting the blood from Malcolm, is he really a false prophet? And she's trying to punish mm-hmm. them. And then I was like, why is she giving bounty when they're just slaughtering animals, not for like what animals are made for? Mm-hmm. Right? Like that doesn't seem like nature uses all parts. Right? So mm-hmm. I was like, something's off. What I really settled on is just, is this some kind of like big M mystical and she mm-hmm. just needed to pull someone in from the outside mm-hmm. to see if this community could withstand. Like, was this all a test? I, like, had yeah. they dealt with Thomas and not killed the fucking daughter for finding love? And had they mm-hmm. done better, would she have just let it go? Mm-hmm. Like, was okay. this an inevitability or was there a chance that this these people could have got their shit together? Got it. Okay. So you're, you see it feels like they're interlopers in nature, Mm -hmm. but there was a hand in hand, right? Maybe she was willing to help them and then they kept taking, which is what we do. 
Mm-hmm. So I was like, there there was some element of it. I was like, I would be lying to you if I said I felt really locked in on mm-hmm. why she's helping at all yeah. or if she is. There's also that idea of, you know, she gives them bounty at the start and then punishes them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, is a drug dealer really nice for giving your first shot of heroin for free? Right. Uh, yeah. So I don't I don't know. Yeah. It, but again, it it feels mysterious i think one of the things i kind of hate about a lot of religious movies is or not about religious movies but religions in general is this kind of like shrinking down of deities to where like we know exactly what they're doing like we don't know what the Mm -hmm. fuck this this thing is doing no we don't know that burning will hurt it or that being tied in this barn hurts it or is this just like an interesting like well i've been here for ten thousand years this is something like who knows and i think the ability to ascribe whatever headspace you're into it Mm mm-hmm is a plus and not a minus. Yeah. So I don't know. Did you, did you have a better answer for that? Well, my answer to that answers your other question, which is why I right. thought we should talk <laughs> about this real quick. Oh, so, dude, we're doing my, like knives out reveals. Now. We are, we are. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I, my interpretation of the, the goddess of the Island mm-hmm. is that she's just a wild creature, right? So she's, she's God by right by our definition of what a God would be versus an animal. But uh, you know, she is as much an animal as you are, I am, or the dog or a bird. Um, And, and all of us, whether we want to believe it or not, mostly are just running on automatic systems on instinct, action, reaction, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you, 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 there are things you can do to prevent becoming pregnant but if you do certain things that you will you know our bodies do stuff and we can't make but it also you are stuff, biologically right? programmed to make bad choices to do that kind of stuff well, like yeah, but the, the choice itself is not good or bad society too. society yeah. creates the dis- yes you know later people in religions and governments tell us that everything we're right. trying to do organically is bad for us let me give an yeah. even simpler example <laughs> you can you can hold your breath but you are gonna have to breathe again, right? It's we are back, most right? we are mostly automatic systems. We're not that deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no animal all is. of our organs are just going. I heard a thing yeah. once when I first had a kid, yeah. and the doctor was like, "The first couple years are the most important for development." I was like, "That's insane! Mm-hmm. Like they're just babies and not doing anything." Mm-hmm. And he said, "85 percent of everything we learn in life, we learn in those first three years." And to your point, it's all subroutine. Yep. Right. We learn how to read faces. We learn how to walk and crawl. And that's thousands Mm -hmm. of muscles and neurons learning how to go. And I was like, yeah, like we really are just kind of bouncing around. Yeah. And then our brain just is like, you know what we need? Let's fucking complicate everything. (laughs) Yeah. With like consciousness on this crazy level. Yeah. Well, I say all of that. I say we are mostly automatic systems. We're just animals because my interpretation of the goddess is not some sort of, uh, being with super intelligence or any intelligence i did not interpret her as being able to even understand humans i think that they showed up and they did what nature meant to do so you know you 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 take good care of the earth you kill animals but you consume them animals kill each other and consume circle of life shit and she you know the goddess is happy because she is part of that circle of life now when they fed her extra, she went extra happy because yum. I oh my god, I got right. more food. I'm happy. But you can't oversaturate something. It either gets 
boring or or you know she seemed to really like the blood but she shouldn't be captive right quinn held her captive made her captive i so knew here's a question i had her. too it looks like she was just tied up in roots like they built a mm -hmm. barn around her yeah but i imagine like swamp thing right like he can just mm -hmm. like and shrink down to a leaf and like end up in another plant mm -hmm. it felt the 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 creature felt unbothered Right, yeah. like minute, because he's like yelling and he's like, "I'll fucking starve you if you don't give us bounty!" Right, and he's shaking mm -hmm. his little bloody hand over her mouth. Right, I didn't get the sense that she gave a fuck. Yeah, well, I don't know that she could understand it because there's some reason she reaches out to Thomas and then eventually, you know, is like, "Burn me," mm -hmm. or maybe he's projecting that onto the creature at that point. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is one of those movies that's telling us a very like in the dirt story. Mm -hmm. But maybe we all have a little disease of A24 where we think everything's this, like, grandiose trauma metaphor. Because I was like, is that right. just the human spirit? Mm -hmm. Where it started off great when they all got there and were, you know, putting their blood and soil into the soil and, like, really working hard. Mm -hmm. And now that they, like, don't want to give as much and they'll just let this dude do it and they stop thinking and let one pro. I was like, mm -hmm. that doesn't feel like the movie they're making to me. Yeah. That feels yeah. like the disease of A24 inflicting right. my brain with that because right. i think this is a really focused on in the dirt like i, th I think yeah in a way she represents because there, there's an unavoidable to me like garden of eden symbolism to this place mm -hmm. and how once they thought they could harness this creature mm -hmm. and abuse it and force it and industrialize it that we're on our way out mm -hmm. right the movie ends with everyone screaming and trying to flee the island right yeah. So I, yeah. I don't know. But I, I just, I wondered why she was like, burn me. Yeah. Except I mean, for at the end, we see him start to get consumed mm -hmm. and be pulled into the ground. And we see this great blossoming around him. So to really sp get more specific on the question, why is the ground blossoming as he starts to get consumed by the land? Exactly. Exactly. So that might be the other thing that's happening is mm -hmm. that the spirit itself, right? Because it is a spirit of the island. Let's just say the island or nature. Nature. Die. Cycle of life. Yeah. Right. It can't die, but it could possibly have a host body. Like we literally do see a yeah. physical woman looking thing wrapped up in these vines. Right. So, you know, it maybe eventually that projects it. a psychic version of herself but still moves the water so still physical enough right so that's why so you know it yeah. could have been that too where it's just like hey you know i'm gonna try to vibe it into you that you need to burn this shit because i'm trapped here right once i'm gone i can find i can have nobody i can get another body if i want <laughs> right you know and i think that that's could be what this implied there is that he's going to become the, her next host whether he wants to or not i think um, you know or, what okay i got something for you yeah i got something for you because i had forgotten there's this moment where she kind of holds him in her arms and it is such a stark variation of what we see earlier in his moment of being the most right. devout praying to god as he is branded and burnt and no one answers his prayer Mm -hmm. right and god refuses to hear him and answer his prayer mm -hmm. but here is this creature they're calling a god who in his moment of weakness just holds him and we yeah. see this it's like the opposite of the scales fell from the eyes right his eyes kind of like tree over or whatever that effect is mm -hmm. is there maybe something that in that moment he just 
fucking sees beyond all of it. And he's like, none of it means a fucking thing. And in that it final moment, he's just having this like coming back to earth moment, no pun intended, mm-hmm. where he's just sinking into it. And whether that's real growth or not or whatever, he's just now he's like back is like part of earth and he's demystified all this other shit that has led him to nothing but misery. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that one thing while it was being tortured showed him kindness that another god didn't or his yeah. ideal god didn't mm-hmm. i don't know exactly i don't know exactly. if any of that connects i feel like we're at that red board with the string around yeah yeah we're charlie day yeah uh, <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely i think that that's true too right so when i the first time i saw it and even the second time i saw it him laying back in the grass at the end and the grass growing didn't immediately mean anything more to me other than oh now that these people who are misusing the resources are gone, they will come back, right? Which is just like baseline for sure. We can all agree that's yeah. at least part, part of what's going on there because yeah. it's literally why we're destroying the only planet we have. Uh, yeah. Is same thing, right? If we just chilled the f- out, we'd be yeah. okay. And eventually um, we will be not be here and Earth will recover and go on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So on the baseline, we all could like that's definitely happening. But I think what you're saying is also, uh, is is also could be could be it or at least is is a, one of many things i think that's definitely happening yeah because it's odd that when malcolm kind of comes up at the end he doesn't even acknowledge him like he's so mm-hmm. beyond the point of needing to acknowledge the religious official mm-hmm. malcolm's kind of at the start of that journey that he's already like washed away now because mm-hmm. totally. now malcolm's gonna be the one wandering through the world like wow religion's complicated and i don't know how i feel about it Exactly. Dancing, exactly. Just like, I'm done with that shit. I'm a flower now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because they're and yeah. Exactly. They're both apostles of different. Yeah. Of different. Oh, things. so that's a good final question. Mm-hmm. Who or what is the apostle in the movie to you? Mm. I mean, I think I think Thomas is ultimately. I think he is the apostle that you're seeing the story after what should have been his story. Right. You only right. get the flashback. Of of when he was one, right? When he was trying right. to proselytize to people who very clearly had no interest in what he had to say. No which still happens today, which is crazy. But yeah. um We love to um, go places like that and be like, You need this and they're like, What is this? What? Yeah. <laughs> when 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 all you all you'd have to do is actually just have a conversation with somebody and be like, I need this. Can I yeah. tell you about it? That's yeah. fine. That'd be wild. Cool. Wild. But wild that has not traditionally been the way it's been done. Um but I think he is the apostle because let me let me synthesize here. We see only a flashback of what of what his apostolic work, where he went to a place and he said, "This is my God." They said, "The hell it is. We're gonna mess you up." And mm-hmm. in that moment, in the ultimate moment, when he when he would have been so great if he could have proven to them his God, right. he calls out to his God. He wants the power of the God. No, but nothing happens, right? He calls right. out for protection from his God. Nothing kind of proves the other guy's point. But as we all know, that's not how religion works. Now he comes to this island where they're kind of saying the same shit. He's looking through windows. People are bleeding crazy to him. Although he was somewhere where people thought the things he was doing were crazy and they right. attacked him for it. Now he's in the opposite position, but he's the only one only to discover at the end that this God is physically here. So it's right. the exact opposite of where he came from, right? But right. 
He's no better off. It's just yeah, the, as the place horrifying. you could argue is equally as bad with the yeah. God present. There's yeah, no winning. Okay, so I love your answer because, like, technically, right, the apostle is like one on a mission. Right. All right, I get that that's Thomas, but they all are on a mission in this movie somewhere. That's true. That's right. True. Like that young boy who he's like, you work for me now. That girl, is she not like an apostle to him, like showing him that there is a better way? And is Frank not a guy who's like on a mission to try to save him by the end? And Quinn has his fucked up mission. And to me, I th I think what because we don't see much of the sister. It's actually kind of weird how inconsequential she becomes. Like he pulls her yeah. out of the the audition bag, and at the end he's just like, "Hey man, I'm I'm not gonna make it." And he's like, mm -hmm. "It's okay." And he's like, "You go, go live a life and be the light that brings me to heaven or the afterlife, whatever the fuck he says." And I think in a way that that is the mission is that Thomas becomes the apostle because to at least one person mm -hmm. who maybe is going to make it out and have an okay life, mm -hmm. he has showed them the conviction and courage of continuing to try his things look pretty fucked up in the world around you. Right. And I think maybe that's the most earnest, like, you know, case you could make for why he's the apostle beyond that he's the main character right mm -hmm. is i think mm -hmm. that speech at the end i don't know that it had a lot of weight to me but i think it's supposed yeah. to yeah right there is something noble about it where he's like you just go it's like dude you just fought through literal hell to save mm -hmm. this girl and then you don't even really seem to care and it and to me it's because it wasn't really about that Right. right. In a way, he found something to live for one last time and he mm -hmm. kind of got his shit out. And now he's like, all right, I can rest. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking all, dude. This movie's they're all wild. apostles. It is. It's wild. This movie is just wild. it's fucking wild. It's exciting. It's so well crafted. The act. I mean, I don't know what you would say. This movie doesn't do well. Like, is it muddled? Yes. But so is life. Right. Is it extra muddled when you're a fucking outlander trying to learn all this shit on the fly? For sure. Yes. Other than I, that, like a little question of motivations here and there. But again, I, I like that. It's that Robert McKee book on story. And he's like, no one mm -hmm. fucking remembers motivations. No. Right. We don't look back at Jaws. And we're like, well, the motivations of the character. You remember the three or four movies, movie yeah. moments that go <gasps> where you're like right. really affected or you really laugh or you really cry. And I was like, this movie's got like 15 of them for me. Yeah, absolutely. I it's a real you, fucking powerhouse of a movie. It really is. It really is. You, there's always something to, as a as a writer, right? Because so we both were actors. Now mm -hmm. we're both more writers. Um, and I write, you know, uh, nonfiction. But when I write fiction, they always say, not they. I've had at least one teacher who always said, give them something to look at. It's fine to just have you know, people talking or you know, move the plot forward, but give them something to look at. Mm -hmm. describe some things let people see and and you see movies that really don't have a lot to look at or it's also you know digital matte painting but not like a cool one that it kind of blurs out this movie even though you really don't leave more than one place there's always something to look at because they're always doing something different we're going to a different place we're uh you know we're looking through a different window it's a different time of day we're going under the house like all of that as well is um it's just another 
cherry on top yeah. but yeah just had to put it out there and the one thing i will say that, that that kind of bothers me it's just it was of the time we don't do that anymore it was 2018 um there are a couple female characters uh women in this movie with makeup on very obviously and um they don't that that has oh, been yeah. phased out that has been phased yeah. out uh but it you know um it's malcolm's daughter andrea yeah. i think is the character yeah, got to pretty Definitely wearing up. makeup. And it's <laughs> it's like, like, what? No, that woman yeah. is beautiful. She doesn't need it. You yeah. Know? No, and no woman. They had real shit to worry doesn't. about back then. Yeah, well, they should, like, wouldn't, just wouldn't have had people it. People were not like, you know what I need to do on this cold morning where there's fucking holes in every wall of my house? Put this shit on my eyelashes. Yeah. 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 And, and they just wouldn't that have That was not it. a thing. Yeah, that's not yeah. a thing. So, I you know. Okay, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Maybe that speaks to my weird male point of view that I'm just used to every woman in every movie being prettied up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I the, that's, that's a, a, that is a fair anachronism for sure. That's the one that's but when you when you have to get that nitpicky, it's just I think the reason it even sticks out is because everything else has such verisimilitude so authentic, to yeah. itself. Yeah, to itself. Yeah. It's not real 1905. It's uh, you know, it's it's Evans 1905 and that's great. Yeah. Um, it, so no judgment it's fine who even yeah. knows how we they got to that point but but it does yeah. stick out because everything's locked together so perfectly yeah they're these flights of fancy characters right like the two last idealists so maybe that's mm-hmm. why they make that choice to pull sure. them out of the background mm-hmm. who knows mm-hmm. who knows yeah. But yeah, to your yeah. point, this movie gives you a fucking ton to look at, and it's all awesome. Uh, so all of it. Great pick. Uh, awesome to talk to you again. I know we went long. We got really excited. This is a great yeah. one to talk about. It was great. Uh, do you want to tell everyone one more time where they can find you if you have anything you want to plug? Uh, now's yes. the time. Yes, I will be a little bit more direct. My name is Adrian Clark. You can find me on Twitter if it still exists at Adrian <laughs> underscore Edits, um, or on Instagram at the October Country. I am a writer. I've got some stuff out. If you uh, search my name on Amazon.com, you can find um, some anthologies I'm part of. And you can keep an eye on those spaces. I may emerge from my uh, delightful, mentally stable cave of seclusion (laughs) and rejoin the internet world soon um, to tell you more about the things I'm doing. That's right. All right, guys. We'll have that information uh, down below. Thank you again for making the time. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, You guys know the deal. 31 days, 31 pods. We are moving rapidly to the end of the month. We have made it this far. Make sure you come back and finish this thing out strong with us. Uh, We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you, Adrian. Thank you so much. Thank you. One more time. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow.